Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. Well, it's that time of the year again where Americans, we love a great display of lights and boom together. Yes, happy Independence Day, happy birthday, America, the fireworks displays. So if you've been listening to me for a year, I'm, I am very sorry. Or if you just stumbled upon my show, welcome. One year ago, episode 12 with Chelsea, I talked about my severe disdain or just the lack of understanding why fireworks displays are so widely attended and they loved and I just don't understand, especially the ones that occur before the 4th of July, way before the 4th of July. I also thought it's a huge waste of money and to be honest, each year looks very familiar from the previous one. You could honestly just play a video from last year and most people wouldn't know the difference. But as America turns 245 years old, and I am, of course, a year older as well. I think I'm possibly softening up a bit. I have figured out why I am not a fan or have not been a fan. You know, maybe when I was younger, I liked it a lot better. But first of all, of course, is age, right? The second thing I think of, I was spoiled as a kid where I grew up. In New York, every July 4th, Macy's has their annual fireworks display on the river, and Rozzy uh, does it. Plus, I was also a kid on America's 200th birthday, yes, I'm old, the Bicentennial, which was an awesome time to see great fireworks. Now, of course, there certainly must be something to it, as the Rozzy family has been doing it since 1895, and they have a staff of, get this, 400 people. And according to their website, they ask, again, the following questions. Why are fireworks so mesmerizing? Is it the surprise of sudden sparks? the heart-skipping beat of suspense between the first flash and the final bang, the radiant color, the light, the noise. What is it, right? Or perhaps it's the people we watch the fireworks with, the traditions, the togetherness to commemorate the passage of time and the power of community. They also say Rozzy's famous fireworks harnesses the irresistible magic of fireworks. For five generations, they've created the award-winning Pyrotechnic, uh, pyrotechnic, that is, displays that highlight the impeccable craftsmanship. So, obviously, those are amazing. So, I think it's hard to get up for a local fireworks display when you've already witnessed the best. Now, the local guys lighting one off, one thing off at a time, I think I'm still going to pass on that. I mean, I really don't have any use for that. But even on Lens Burning Bush, I can change my views a bit. I even went to a friend's display last weekend. Yes, a week before uh, 4th of July. Last weekend, it was very well done. And now this weekend, I'm actually going to sit through the neighborhood display and try not to be sarcastic. I'm going to try with the oohs and the ahs. I, I still think we could just each year replay the last one. But that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is one part of the successful morning team of Jim and Amanda on Warm 98 FM in Cincinnati, airing from 5.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. weekdays. She is making her second appearance on Lens Burning Bush. Let's welcome the lovely and very talented Amanda Orlando to Lens Burning Bush. Amanda, welcome. And what is your take on the fireworks displays? I just I, I know you watch them. We all do. But what is your take? Well, I think you, you covered a lot of bases there, Lynn, and, and I agree with a lot of what you say. Um, for years, every year, though, I enjoyed a good fireworks display. And for me, and I don't know, is this more for women than for men? For me, fireworks are romantic. Like, 
like the years I didn't have a significant other to watch the fireworks with, um, I was like really sad and lonely. Like, like the fireworks made me lonelier because I didn't have that romantic partner to watch with. Um, so I don't know. Is that a girl thing you think? Or I, I know I don't care about the romanticism. So it's gotta be, but yeah, you're talking to the wrong. Yeah, no, but no, I can, I get that. I think that, um, I, I never really thought about it that way. And that's, this is great because I just look at it as it looks pretty close to what last year's are. I don't know why, you know, we keep doing it. And obviously there's 400 people working at Rozzy that, just it proves that people want it right they're gonna they're gonna continue to do it every year whether i like it or not but my point was can we just put a screen in the neighborhood and just play and put music isn't that what we like anyway the music and the and what it looks like or do we need to see it up in the in the sky you gotta see it in the sky i think i think the tv like i'd seeing it in one dimension like that would ruin it and i don't know why this is what i like my favorite parts of the fireworks is like if I can lie down in the grass and watch them, they feel like they're falling on top of you. I love being that close and having that sensation when they drop down. And um, and I've seen, did you know that Coney Island is, or they didn't do it these past two years, but they usually do a fireworks competition with countries from all over the world. And I've been able to be a judge, not that I'm qualified. Um, and it, some of them were just absolutely spectacular. We just like brightly colored lights. We, we just do. Um, I, I remember coming home from the blue ash fireworks two years ago and we were 40 minutes away from home and all the way home and there were fireworks all over the sky, like everywhere we turned, it was kind of like being in the revolutionary war without all the killing yeah. except for the people that didn't run away fast enough when they lit them. But Otherwise, it was just spectacular to see the whole sky lit with all those colors. It was awesome. And there's the romanticism of it again. And, and, yeah. and that's something I really never really thought of. So you you educated me today, which is always good to get educated and to learn and, and to find out why people, you know, like it. Because, again, I was always, you know, eh, you know, it's it, it's coming up again and we'll watch it and ooh and ah, right? It, it looks great. Um, I don't understand the M80s and the loud booms. I never understood oh. that. Um, but you know what I just learned? Uh, I was having a conversation with uh, somebody who had been over in Europe and Japan, and they said um, they actually uh, put the booms in here. Um, and and over in Europe, when they do it, if they're doing it for uh, an audience that has Americans in it, they like we put the booms in for the Americans. They like that stuff. So apparently, you don't have to be so boomy about it. You can like do silent, or relatively silent fireworks without all the crackling and stuff, which. I hope that becomes a trend because I'm a dog owner. Yes. And this is a nightmare time of year for us. And and so apparently so is June and August, yeah. late August. <laughs> <laughs> they like blowing stuff up. I mean, yeah. that's what it comes down to. And you're right about the dogs. And, and, and in Italy, there is a company that actually does silent fireworks. And we talked about this last year about the uh, fact that they do it with just the light, you know, the, the, the lights and how that works and all of the, the good stuff. So it is... It is definitely something that I can warm to, but I would you would you agree that I might have been spoiled because where I grew up that I just saw such oh. great fireworks every year? Yeah, no, I, I'm envious. Yeah. Um, and uh, you might have been because once you see the best, then the other's like, ah. But then when you don't want to be that annoying person at your neighborhood fireworks show, turn to the guy every year and say, you know, I saw the Bicentennial. And <laughs> this is crap. <laughs> yeah, 
I think you're right, and I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try so hard this year. I really am. I've been very good. I went last week to a friend's, and they did a really good job of lighting off fireworks, and we just sat in their back. We didn't go right near it. We just watched it from, from the backyard and got to see it in, the, in you know, like you said, just kind of seeing it in the, in the sky, and that's a good thing. And normally I would, you know, be in my pool and watch it, and um, this year I might go over, you know, where they're lighting it off. It's 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 really a good show. He does it every other year in our neighborhood. But they all try. See, the problem I have is that once you have a guy that does it really well and he only wants to do it every other year, you'll have the next year where that in-between year where there's always somebody thinking they can do a better job. And, you know, I just don't have any use for that. Right. <laughs> uh, you should get your neighbor that T-shirt, uh, run if you see me run. <laughs> yes. Because then you know that something goes wrong. Yeah. Exactly. And everybody stay safe. We want everybody, you know, uh, to have, uh, what was it, John Pierre Paul who lit off his fingers. You don't, you don't ever want that situation. So, of course, there's always these people that light them off and they get hurt. We, we certainly don't want that. We want you to be safe and we want you to be on a blanket enjoying the sky. And like, like Amanda says, be romanticized about the fact that it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's nice to look at, right? That's, that's, I, I, they're pretty. They're pretty. Look yeah. at the colors. Yeah. Look at the colors. It's just, I don't know. It's like, I mean, how many baseball games have you seen? And they're not all going to be the greatest baseball game, but they're still fun to go to. Um, I don't know. I just, it, and I think maybe for fireworks that do seem like it's the same thing every year, it is the people that you're watching it with. Like, yep. It is the, the shared experience with who you are with and how it accompanies whatever it is that you're doing at the time. So so I think, oh, can you hear my dad? Yeah, I love it, love it. There's a go. But they're going to be excited tonight, and we got to get make sure they have medicine. Do you have? Do they have medicine tonight? Uh, you know, I did not get medicine. Uh, one of my dogs is fine. The other one, we just realized, um, so she has been uh, not herself the last two weeks, and, uh, and it, had, it started to have physical repercussions, and I won't go into that. So I took her to the vet, got her some medicine uh, to calm her insides. And the vet was like, oh, this is the third dog this week we have seen with all these symptoms. Well, I went home and I looked up all of her symptoms, which include hiding under random pieces of furniture and breathing heavily. Um, she's afraid. It's fear. And it's causing some physical issues. And it's fear because randomly people will just light off a firecracker when she's outside. And so now she's afraid of firecrackers. I'm on the west side, so right now we have a lot of airplane activity, motorcycles, this pickup truck that goes by our house every day with a muffler that sounds like he's about to explode. Like, she is petrified. So, yeah, now I'm going to – my cousin's actually visiting right now, and she's looking up Pinterest ideas since I didn't I didn't order for jack, a little thunder jacket. I guess you could make one out of an ace bandage. Wow. Uh, I could hook her up in a – walk-in closet with a sound machine and a bed I, I i don't know i'm trying to find ways to protect her on the fourth but well i hope i hope it you know works out because my wife does she's a vet tech and she knows all about stuff and make sure our dog has uh, a little bit of medicine because you know years go by and they get worse they, yes. don't, they don't get better so if everybody yeah. you know yeah. they, they don't they don't like it if they don't like it uh, when they're younger they're not going to like it when they're older think about us we don't like a lot of things when we're older right yeah, especially you, Len. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't like a lot. <laughs> but one thing I do like is you talked about this last year when you were on. I like the White Claw slushies, and we did make them um, in honor of you. 
and Aww. we did make them. And I wanted to see if there was any, uh, um, you know, kind of update to the White Claw slushies from last year. And if uh, you had any advice for this party this year with with what you we know, could drink. I totally forgot about my White Claw slushies. I haven't had any this summer, so I haven't updated them at all. Um, oh, but my sister made a drink. What was in that? Oh, my gosh. She made uh, this frozen, because we have that margarita machine. She made this frozen, I normally don't like peach flavored anything, but it was like a peach and wine, and I don't know what it was, but it was, I'll have to get the recipe for you, Lynn. Oh, uh, I would love it. Flippantastic. If only I can remember what was in it. It was only two ingredients. You know, <laughs> when we were in Italy, and they had, um, I guess it was a Bellini type, right? They had some okay. kind of Bellini, and, and you made me think of that. That would be a good frozen drink also. Yeah, oh, I'm writing. Look, I got my pad of paper. I love it. Bellini, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'm commissioned now. You're giving me a mission to find. I'm looking for, I just like, so we, we have this frozen margarita machine, but I hate making frozen drinks. And like we had, we hosted my son's baseball team two weeks ago. My husband's like, come up with a frozen drink you can make. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be at the margarita machine the whole day. I don't want to be making 20 margaritas. Um, so yeah. I'm just like, Oh, I'm looking for a two-ingredient frozen beverage that's awesome. Well, apparently, I think in northern Kentucky, and I don't know where it is, I was talking with a few friends yesterday about it. We had uh, bourbon slushies yesterday, which is actually Ooh. very good. Yeah. Uh, but they were there is a bar that just serves frozen drinks in, in, in either Covington or somewhere. I, I, I have to look it up as well, but I, it just made me think of it. And, you know, I thought, like, how great is this? They've got frozen drinks. And I think they're only about $12. They, they It's like two... They, they call it like two ounces or whatever of liquor. And, you know, it would be the equivalent of like a double, I guess. And right. and they put it in and they make these frozen drinks. The one thing I thought of, and of course, I'm always thinking about money, is how they make money the rest of the year. Because not everybody wants to drink frozen drinks in the middle of December, right? Right, right. So I guess they change over. Maybe they, they do something. But frozen drinks are awesome. I, I, I love it. And anything frozen. I saw popsicles now that contain alcohol. Years ago. I actually came up with the idea, or at least thought I did, of the adult juice bags um, that that had the oh. frozen, like the drinks. And of course, somebody Seagram's or somebody came up with it after. But uh, I never follow through on my great ideas. And that, to me, when you're at a sporting event, right, and you're, you're sitting there with a juice bag, it looks like you're drinking a juice bag, and you're actually, you know, tying oh, one on at your kid's ball game. That's your next brilliant idea, Lance. <laughs> You, uh, you have to get a, get a patent and then do a podcast and see if anybody knows how to develop that. Exactly. I, I need to come on. I need to, you know, make sure I follow through on these things. Speaking of following through, apparently Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton are getting married this weekend. That's what I hear. And I'm, I'm just like thinking, why? What, <laughs> what are they doing? I, I, yeah, yeah, because, you know, as regular people, yeah. you know, it, we might need another person to hook ourselves with to be more financially secure. But yes, when these famous people who are really rich in their own individual rights, why, um, yeah, I don't know why they get married because it seems like more and more, I mean, I mean, I'm married, so I don't want to be like a downer on marriage. <laughs> more and more, I mean, the likelihood of being a celebrity with their own money is very, very high that your marriage is not going to last. Yeah, they got, uh, apparently uh, got their marriage license Tuesday in Oklahoma according to the Johnson County clerk, Court Clerk. Now, why is this information public? Somebody had to leak it. It's like, I guess somebody at the Court Clerk just decided, hey, hey, Blake Shelton was in here today. Let's get, uh, 
let's get information about their uh, their wedding coming up, the nuptials. But uh, I think they're just going to get married um, this weekend. I don't know if it's like a big ceremony. I, I think it's going to be at Blake's uh, Ranch in Oklahoma. Is what yeah, that's what I heard. And they had like a ton of activities and stuff planned. And they 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 took the ring for a test run test run a couple of weeks ago, and she was wearing the wedding band and paparazzi went crazy everybody thought they got married without telling anybody and they were just messing with people um which is so blake i i mean i've i've known blake for like 20 years before he that's really dating myself you know way when he, he had three or four hits under his belt and he co-hosted the morning show with me at the time for four hours and um and then afterwards we we just went into the production room and made a fake behind the music like like a VH1 used to do. Oh, I love that. Just laughing our butts off. He is ridiculous. Just out there. Ridiculously funny. And that is just Blake 24 seven. Um, as I see why she's marrying him, he is a hoop. Like, why wouldn't you want to make sure he ties himself to you the rest of your life? Because he is going to be a blast. Um, but, um, where, where was I going with this, Len? See, I, ADD. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, no, he's, he's just, I, I just think that they're going to have a, a really great, a great time I wouldn't it would not surprise me if they were doing like a hunt on his property as part of their wedding activities <laughs> the weekend like like if the if the bridesmaids were dressed in camouflage it would not surprise me at all yeah that would not be anything that i would do in a wedding but hey to each his own everybody has their own idea and i would take it that since you're going to be you're here that you didn't get the invitation to oklahoma this weekend get the invite i super disappointed that he does not consider us good friends like I do. <laughs> well, every, I would think you, he does. He has to because knowing Amanda Orlando, you, you get the same feeling, uh, and I'm sure he remembers you thoroughly. So there you go. Uh, one other thing on this 4th of July weekend, we talked about the people getting married. We actually have Kelly Clarkson who is actually getting rid of her. Uh, yes. She's, what is that saying? Getting getting rid of 200 pounds of whatever, I guess. Uh, but she's she's getting rid of uh, her uh, husband uh, this weekend. She's uh, getting a head start. She's filing her own independence from her estranged husband. So uh, Brad Brandon Blackstock has challenged their prenup, uh, claiming it's invalid. Of course he did, right? Yeah, I wonder, what, does it say what grounds? I hadn't heard this. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know. She just says that it would, seems to be there won't be an issue of her custody and spousal support. The judge awarded Kelly primary physical custody on a temporary basis, but there's nothing in here about, it just says she's filing independence. Uh, she filed legal docs asking the judge to officially grant requests for divorce, leaving other issues like money and child custody for another day. So I don't know. It just seems there's a lot to be filled in here, but I would think they're not happy, right? I, I just, you know what? It's so sad is uh before they announced i think a month before they announced the divorce uh i think he had posted a picture of him and the kids and for her birthday and was like we love you i love you uh and she was working in one city and they were at their place in like wyoming or wherever they have their place and it's just this one's kind of sad to me because she was like she met reba mcintyre on american idol when she was a contestant they became really good friends she met Reba's husband. What was his name? Narval. What was his name? Uh, and this is his son. So it's Reba's stepson that she yeah. ended up marrying. Um, and they just seemed like a really cool family. And they mixed business with family because I oh, think Brandon's father and uh, Reba managed um, Kelly. 
So I think he feels like he's due some of the money that she was making, but that should be a separate, not a marital, I don't know, that seems to be a separate business deal. But it's hard when you mix family and finances that way. Agreed. Agreed. It's never, you know, never good to mix it uh, that way. But uh, sorry to hear about Kelly Clarkson not making it. But good, uh, good luck to Blake and uh, and Gwen Stefani. No doubt, right? No, no doubt. <laughs> ah, I'll be here all the week. Make sure you going to their wedding. It seems really ironic. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would think she would get invited. But uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. She's obviously a better friend. Yeah, speaking of getting invited, you think Adam Levine gets invited? Sure. All right. They're they're still yeah. friendly. Yeah, I think they're totally great friends. Yes. Like like I'm in the know. <laughs> well, good. Now, we're we are getting a little old. Of course you're not, but I am, as you know. And I don't know if you saw as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> as a kid, uh Willy Wonka, the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know that it just celebrated its 50th year? Uh, so it, it debuted in 1971 on June 30th, and it's kind of interesting that there was talk. Now, in the movie, uh, of course, there was Mike TV, right? That was um, So he, he was played by Paris Themen. I think I'm, pronoun- I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Paris actually appeared on Jeopardy a few years ago, uh, which was kind of interesting. But Paris apparently was a brat, is what Gene Wilder had said. Uh, Gene Wilder, uh, apparently, they, they, there's some documentation, and you know, Mike TV said um, that Themen actually saw Gene Wilder in a back room somewhere and said, Hi, Gene, how you doing? I'm Paris Themen. I was Mike TV and Willy Wonka. And he said, Oh, you were the brat. <laughs> you were a brat. So uh, he, he is labeled as the brat of the, uh, of the Mike TV. Now, of course, that, to me, is the original and the best Willy Wonka. Now, I know Johnny Depp did one recently but that was a little creepy am i right did you see i the... did not like that no I did not like that take but i think it's closer to the actual book version yes charlie and I the think... chocolate factory yeah um but i do not like it because like you the classic to me is the gene wilder movie yes. um and i just certain movies i would as an actor not touch because you're never going to be compared in a good light after you've done it exactly so you have to decide if the money is worth it to you um there's you know. a lot of a lot of great lines in that movie too candy is dandy but liquor is quicker yeah. uh, he says a lot of things like and just kind of oh and and there's some errors in it he plays a little tune and she goes rachmaninoff and of course that was not i don't know who it was but it wasn't rachmaninoff there was a lot of different things it's like uh, a vermicious knish um and and it's kind of uh you know, it, uh, what you, uh, you'll get one. Do you want one? A Snowsberry. <laughs> I like the Snowsberry. Oh, I like uh, you say it. Yes. Yeah, yeah Snowsberry. But I, I do like, uh, the movie's just wonderful. And I had my kids watch it. I remember getting, you know, back when we used to get DVDs, right? Um, now you could stream everything. But uh, I had the DVD for the kids. And we always liked that version. I, I remember we used to watch it once a year, of course, when it was, you had to wait for it to be on TV, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we watch it every year. But that was a, uh, Gene Wilder, I mean, think about it. Um, pure imagination, right? That's uh, Willy Wonka. Oh, my God. I get so misty. I, I know that when, when they first see him come out and he's I, – I heard that he made that all up where he comes out of his factory and he's looking like he's limping. And then suddenly he just trips and he falls and he springs up yeah. and he's like, like a gymnast. Um, but I, I heard that he just made that up on the fly and they went with it. Like, as he did so many things when he was doing that role. But um, 
this is a fun fact, Len. Oh, um, I like fun facts. Um, Chris Clare, who's the PD of Cat Country here in Cincinnati, his grandmother was a tutor on the set of that movie. Wow. And they all signed, I think, I want to say he has a script that they gave her where they all signed it. Um, but I was like, my son played Augustus Gloop in a <laughs> production here in town. And uh, when Chris told him that, he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Gosh, how cool to be the tutor of all those kids. That's awesome. I'm starving. I'm starving. <laughs> and, and, the, and the girl that, um, oh. Violet. Violet who turned Violet. Yeah. Uh, she was allergic to the dye. She couldn't get it out. And she went back to like real school and she had like, she still had the blue on her and she got made fun of. And there's just so many cool stories. There is. Yeah. And I, I love that movie. He, he has all his dinners. Uh, it served to him at the, uh, he never comes to the table. He has the TV dinners, Mike TV. Uh, yeah. and, and, of course, there's Veruca. I mean, Veruca was, you know, Daddy, I want an Oompa Loompa now. I want, you know. Yeah, and, and the actress that played her was actually really poor. Like, she, she was a great actress because she had no idea what being wealthy was like. I don't think those kids made a lot of money, but um, I remember her saying that she was actually, she'd come from a very poor background. Yeah. Uh, Julie Dawn Cole. Uh, so the actors were Peter Ostrom, who played Charlie. Uh, and it was Julie Dawn Cole, Michael Bolner, Paris Themen, uh, Denise Nickerson, who, and uh, and uh, Charlie Bucket, Veruca Salt, Augustus Gloop. So, yeah, Veruca was Julie Dawn Cole, and she's still around, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and Augustus Gloop. So Mike TV was uh, Paris Themen, and uh, they appeared for a virtual reunion on uh, Yahoo Entertainment in honor of the 50th anniversary. So I can't believe it's been 50 years, but I will watch it again in honor of it. I, I love it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I want a Noompa Loompa as well. <laughs> I want an everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> everlasting gobstopper. Oh, look, it's a turkey, it's a, what's a, roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, stop eating it. Yeah, I like what he is. Stop, don't, stop, you know. There are so many good ones. He doesn't really want him to stop. No, it doesn't really want him to stop. Uh, One interesting story, getting away from Willy Wonka a bit and getting back to your dog story. uh, This is kind of interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a dog that went missing in South Carolina. And I believe about the, you know, around eight hours later, they, because they were looking for the dog, they couldn't find it. About 3 a.m., the dog actually rang the doorbell. At 3 a.m., hitting the doorbell. How great is that? What a smart dog. See? Yeah. So it's. My dogs only scratch the door and ruin the page. I'm like, can't you aim for the doorbell? Exactly. Do something, right? Make it, you know, but that's awesome. The the, the ring the doorbell. Now with the camera, I guess, everybody's got the ring doorbell. Oh, that's true. It's a little bit different. But yeah, they were able to find the dog, and the dog came home uh, after a little bit of a, you know, he got scared from fireworks. That was I right, should have brought that right. up earlier. Yeah, if you uh, that's another thing though. If your dogs are scared of fireworks, you need to make sure that they are um, you you need to make sure they have their dog tags on because they will run away. If you if you if somebody if you have people over and they leave the door open, your dog is gone. Like you need to make sure that um, you don't let one let that happen and two that they have ID on them. If it does, you can get your dog back. Absolutely. So Amanda you are one part of the morning show, but a very important part, of course, with Jim and Amanda on Warm 98. Why don't you give a little plug to your show 
and uh, so how people can listen. I know now people can consume it in many different ways as opposed to just listening it on 98.5 FM. Right. Oh, absolutely. You can you can enable it in your Alexa. You can listen to it on uh, any streaming app that you may have, iHeart or whatever. Uh, you can pull it up on your computer. You can take it with you just as a regular radio. And yes, 530 to 10. Um, you can, uh, ooh, after a month of cicadas slapping your car this week, you can win a, a Mike's Car Wash booklet. Uh, wow. So many car washes uh, at 640 with our one question quiz. And, and you know what? And play a round of Campy Demanda. We always have great prizes. That's like at seven o'clock. Um, we always have great prizes for that. And it's super fun. And some people don't even care about the prize because I know it's hard to believe, Lynn, but sometimes I'm a little obnoxious. Never. In my bragging area. <laughs> And uh, so I I will squawk if I win because I never know when I'll lose and I won't be able to. So I make the most of it. And some people just want to take me down just to make me shut up. Yes. And, so. and I, I, I'm with you on this. And I actually, so this is many years ago, but mm -hmm. I was uh, doing traffic on a radio station on Long Island in, in New York. And I was part of the morning show as well. Sure. And... I had gone away the week before and went and won a contest, a trivia contest, because I'm I've got a lot of useless information in my head, as you oh, know, yes. as you know. So yeah, that's how I ended up in radio. <laughs> exactly. So um, they thought it would be a great idea to have beat Len on a trivia contest. Uh -huh. So in the beginning, nobody could beat me. Right. But then everybody got smart after like, you know, a week, everybody starts looking up stuff and they're they're You know, before, you know, it's funny. The Internet had just been in its infancy stages where you could look stuff up and you know i was great they would do tv you know from the 70s and 80s like that was easy for me sports anything sports um so what's funny is they started to get like really uh tough questions so at one point um there was a real tough question i can't remember exactly what it was but i did not know the answer to it but um i went ahead and i was you know as i'm there i i've got the computer right up and i typed and i got the answer and i i said the answer uh and then i said you know i'm sorry but uh i got the right answer but i cheated <laughs> i could not do it so i had to admit so that was the last of the beat the, the beat len but i understand what you're saying it's like so competitive that i actually well, had to look it up because i i didn't want to lose yeah and it's you get so scared like you will know the answer but your your brain goes blank or you get stuck on a possible answer and then you can't unstick your brain from that you oh, that's not it that's not it but then that's all i could think is yeah. the wrong answer and uh oh it drives me crazy when i know it and i can't think of like the name but or there'll be decades where i don't know stuff because as i tell jim i actually had a life back then uh <laughs> in the whatever the 90s or the early 2000s and i was actually out on dates and stuff like, wow well i didn't watch those shows and uh, so now he's like when he wants me to lose He'll be like, I'm going to ask you about medical shows. I oh. hate medical shows. You do? And, and it, so you were not an ER fan? You no. Like... I'm, mm -mm. Wow, that's interesting. Not even, um, what's it, uh, McDreamy? What's the other? Nope. You didn't watch that either? Nope, nope. Okay, nope. well, I didn't watch. I watched ER, but I didn't watch Great. the other one. That's Grey's Anatomy. I know that's Grey's Anatomy, though. Yeah, look at that. See, I, I, I was trying to stump you a little bit, but I, I didn't even know the, the, the show's name. I know McDreamy. That was with the, I remember, Patrick... Is it Sweeney? Now, he was in a movie. Do you remember? Uh, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey, sorry. Sweeney, Dempsey. I don't know. Um, but did you remember uh, the movie he was in, uh, Can't Buy Me Love? Oh, yeah. 
1987. Yeah, a few times, yeah. And mm -hmm. and this famous scene on the lawnmower after uh, when he, she puts the hat on. Right. Right. That's yeah. That was a good movie. I actually enjoyed that uh, movie. Kind of silly movies in the 80s that uh, we remember. And I'm like you. This film because John Hughes made tons of those great. Yeah, films. I, I think so. I, I'm trying to. I don't remember exactly, but uh, there's so many good movies. Uh, like that, or or at least we thought they were good movies. I try to get my kids to watch, like even Ferris Bueller. Um, I got my kids to watch, it and it was like not as like you didn't like this movie, or you it wasn't like oh it was okay, yeah. It's like yeah, but you really yeah. Too much. I, I think for them these days, there's too much talking in these movies. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> Ferris Bueller. I mean, that was like. Well, the only thing my son did say back then was when he did watch it, he said, well, you're just you're really giving me an idea to skip school. Um, so <laughs> I, guess, I guess he's pretty smart. So there you go. Yeah. He's able yeah. to. Oh, oh, there was a great movie. Do you remember Better Off Dead? Oh, that's my wife's favorite. It, I want uh, my two dollars. I, I want my two dollars. Lane yeah. Meyer and the oh, Howard Cosell. Oh, God. I love that movie. Can I date Beth? Yeah, can we date Beth? That was uh, from Better Off Dead, right? The the teacher yeah. uh, says to him, uh, which he was part of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Do you remember that movie as well? The teacher um, was also part of that movie. I, uh, I I vaguely remember that. Okay. The, the one thing I remember most about that that overshadowed Fast Times at Ridgemont High was I saw it. I was too young to see it. And I went with my friends. My parents actually dropped this off. I went with my friends. And they said, oh, Parents have to go in with it at her age. They're going to have to go in. So my parents ended up coming to the movie with us. They couldn't just drop us off because we were too young. So we sat separate from them. But there was a like a sex scene oh, yes. in, there, in the baseball field. And I was like so mortified that my parents were watching it. And I was watching it even though I wasn't sitting with them. <sighs> yes. I don't remember anything else in that movie. Like, yeah. I just being mortified you were mortified and i apologize for you on that this that was the that was the uh stereo salesman that she was with and then there was another scene with mike damone in the pool house but that i won't i won't uh you know you Demone, need to go yeah. yeah you need to go back and watch it you know the the uh the stuff uh charles jefferson tickets yeah yeah i remember uh but the uh, getting back to better off dead that was that was a classic i uh, you know the kid goes i want my two dollars uh but or, yeah and I remember, of course, even back then, the scene that stuck out to me had to do with the radio uh, when he gets dumped. Yeah. And every song on the radio is about, about getting dumped uh, or something like that. And so he eventually just rips the radio out and tosses it out of the car. And, and for the rest of my life, like whenever I had a relationship issue like that where I got dumped, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so true. It's like it seems like that's all the songs are about. Just rubbing it in. <laughs> Just rub it in. I love it. Uh, and I just think that uh, John Cusack, probably one of his best movies, that and Gross Point Blank, I like. So, yes, that, that was good too. And yeah. I, and that's, I barely remember, but I remember I loved it. Um, and his sister was in that one too. Yeah. Right? I love her yeah. too. She's she's great. She was in um, 16 Candles also. Uh, yeah, they both were in that. They both were in 16 Candles, if you remember. What's the happening? Hot stuff. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joan Cusack, she's actually, I, unlike a lot of, uh, actresses, as she has gotten older, she's gotten more and more roles. She was in, uh, she was in Shameless. She was yes. awesome in Shameless. Yes, I loved her in that. Yes, she's just getting. She's like a fine wine. She just gets better. I think she has more work these days than he does. Exactly, and I think she's probably better. I mean, she was in the Adams Family. She was in so many different uh, roles. Oh, that's right. yes. Yeah, she she played uh, Uncle Fester's uh, 
uh, wa- uh, wife, and yeah, well, she was trying to steal the money from him, or you know, whatever. Do you remember that? See, I don't want uh, no spoiler alert, right, for Adam's family. Yeah, we, even though it's been out for yeah uh, a few years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> early nineties. Christina Ricci actually was from Montclair, New Jersey, which wasn't that far over from where I was. I remember uh, when she got the part. It was in the Newark Star Ledger. It was like a big article that uh, she was in it. She's all she's been in a lot of good movies but she I, I believe she was getting typecasted uh to a lot of dark roles yeah which she's can do anything she's very that's the only thing i don't like about hollywood is like they always you know typecast you and then there's people that like it and don't like it and they don't embrace it either so it's kind of interesting but christina ricci uh played uh was it uh wednesday right yes yes yeah. I, well, I like i like actors that can really transform themselves into different and i think they would prefer that too they don't want to play the same role every time you know and i brought this up a couple of times there's certain actors or actresses that if they're in one scene it's always memorable right there's certain people that you always remember kathy bates is one of them she could be like the simplest small role she was in was that uh true true colors what's what's the movie with john travolta plays like bill clinton it's something colors um primary uh, primary colors uh, i don't know I don't know, but she, she was in that movie, uh, but she also was in six feet under. She played a little bit of a role. She was in, um, Mike and Molly. She just has, and she was also in, she played two and a half men. She, she steals the scene, every movie that she's ever in. Yeah. And you remember. Love you. I love that movie. Yes. I love you. Yes. Yeah. And of course, misery. Oh, oh, misery. Oh yeah. For a while. I couldn't even look at her. No. Uh, but uh, that would be, I would love to be, like, a, like if I could do it all over, I would love to be a, a character actress like that. Yeah. Well, she's made it more than that. But just not to be the star, but just to be super memorable in, in what I contributed to it, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of characters like that. But certain, you know, actors and actresses, they, they steal the scene. And no matter what they're in, they do a great job. Christopher Lloyd is another one from, uh, yes. from 1.21 gigawatts, Marty. Right? Um <laughs> He was also, every movie he's in, it always comes up. He was also, you know, Jim Ignatowski from Taxi. And it was like the favorite scene. What does a yellow light mean? And slow down, Jim. He's taking his driving test and he goes, what does a yellow light mean? <laughs> so that that was classic. But he was also in Star Trek. It's like there's certain lines. He was that, in Star Trek? Yeah, he was in um, the the. The search for not the search for Spock, but the Wrath of Khan. I think he was in. Okay. Uh, with uh, in the movie, not Star okay. Trek the series, Star Trek the movie. Right. I, um, okay. And he, there's certain like I always find it interesting about Christopher Lloyd is that you don't recognize him until he comes with the kind of Jim Ignatowski, more you know the the uh, Doc Brown voice, and every once in a right. while it's yeah. like like you hear it's like Captain Kirk, get the Genesis <laughs> device. And it's like all of a sudden you're like, man, that's that's Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Um, he, you know, I I don't think they could remake. That's another movie, Back to the Future. Don't remake it. It's we great don't. the way it is, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, Amanda, we could talk all day on this, but I know you have things to do. Probably better than being on here. You have a wonderful. You and your family have a wonderful Fourth of July. Now you can, uh, just like you can for Warm ninety eight. You can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush. You can follow at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter, YouTube channel now. So I, I upload, yeah, I upload now. Nobody's subscribing, so please do. Um, 
But you can uh, all of the audio portions of today's program goes up to YouTube as well. And uh, it's uh, Len Harvey, and you can, it's got, um, if you want to look for it, you can do the hashtag uh, Len's Burning Bush on there, because they wouldn't let me change to a business page. I don't know how that works, but I'll have to figure that out. But uh, it's just Len Harvey, and uh, it's on YouTube. You can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. And yes, you could ask Alexa to play Len's Burning Bush, but make sure you say Len's Burning Bush podcast, because I don't know, I don't want other things to come up. So, yeah, who knows what, but uh, we're on Pandora now and Stitcher and all these things. But uh, oh. Amanda Orlando, it is so great. Two times, you know, I hope you'll do it again because it's just I so, much, it. This is so fun. It, well, we try. We try to, you know, try to make it fun. I can't believe 65 episodes. I guess I could retire now at 65. Right. That's that's the, the I, think that's <laughs> what, I think you get a card or something. You can go get some. <laughs> you can get deals now at Denny's. Oh, hey. That's that's worth everything. I can get a Grand Slam breakfast now. That's that's <laughs> that's the ultimate thing for 65 episodes of Len Burning, Len's Burning Bush. But well, thanks, uh, Amanda Orlando. It is a pleasure. Hope you and your family stay well and healthy through this. Uh, I'm Len Harvey. I'll be back with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So long.